So right, when we make an, an overall winner, so when we make the, the bigger poll, I know which ones are already there. Okay, going live. Yep. Okay, and we're live. Welcome uh, those on Facebook and, uh, you know, everybody else around the world. Uh, we are live and ready to go for the week. Uh, Rich, how you doing? I'm doing good. Got through my uh, my final full week of of work the rest of the month, uh, and and the first week back from New Year's will be partial weeks between having holidays and vacation days and planned vacation days. Nice. Well, if yeah. you want to come up here, you know you're always welcome. I mean, I know yep. Thank you. How's your how um are you done with the quarantining? Yeah, we're done with quarantine. Danielle's back at work. Uh, I Good. am back to looking for work. Um, but, no, it's going really well. Uh, we feel great. Um, wasn't as bad as we thought. But we got a big show, so we got to get to stuff. Um, and uh, in that, we got to talk about what uh, – we got a poll question to talk about. We have a bunch of stuff in college football to talk about, um, including a first-ever kick. Um, and then we, yes. got the, we got some NFL stuff to talk about. Rich, what else do we got to talk about this week? You know, we'll be talking about some happy trails for some uh, Cubs, not only players, but also on the broadcast team, as there'll be some changes in the Cubs organization. And then uh, we're going to give you a preview of our NBA preview, which will be starting next on next week's show. Yeah, that and so much more, folks. Um, so uh, I'll roll that intro. Maybe. Sorry. There it is. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. Okay. So, uh, like I said, we did have a poll question last week. Rich, what was that poll question? Uh, football movies. And we're looking at just comedies this week. Okay. So the choices were The Replacements, Little Giants, Leatherheads, and The Waterboy. Okay. Um, I like that. Uh, so where where did you go, Mike? Uh, the Waterboy. Yeah, same same here. It, it's such a it's. A lot of it did mean it is a little bit more comedy than sports, a little a little bit, but so many memorable quotes coming out of that movie that that uh, it, it was hard not to pick against it. I, I still liked the replacements and was surprised that it didn't get any votes, but when it's going up against the the type of the Water Boy, it's hard to vote for another for a different movie other than the Water Boy, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it looks like that's where most of our fan base went as it was six to, I mean, we had two things that had one. So uh, it won it by an overwhelming majority uh, mm -hmm. going to Waterboy this week. Uh, this week's poll question, Rich, what's it going to be? Uh, you know, this week's poll question, we're going to look at dramas. Ooh, dramas. And dramas, yes. So, um, so I'm bringing that list up right now. So in the category of dramas related to football, 
you're going to have your choice of Friday Night Lights, any given Sunday, Draft Day, Varsity Blues, The Longest Yard will let you choose if it's if you interpret that as the Adam Sandler remake or the original starring Burt Reynolds, um, The Blind Side, and your favorite football movie, Mike, Facing the Giants. Ugh, please, please, can we? Can we please? <laughs> yeah. Those are your choices. We'll, we'll get the poll up um, shortly after we go off air tonight or tomorrow, depending on how late we go tonight. So be yeah. watching for that. We'll make sure to share it and uh, and vote on our new poll. And we'll see who will be going up against Remember the Titans and the Waterboy yeah. for the finals for a football movie. So that's, uh, that's the poll question for this week. With that being said, uh, you want to go football first, or you want to get the other minimal stuff out of the way and then get, then head into football? Um, we'll save the minimal. We'll save the we'll save the MLB and the MLB and the NBA till the end. Okay. So let's go football. Let's yep. let's uh, go over to the gridiron. Stay on the football topic of football, and um, we had our Big Ten week six game week week six picks of the week. Yep. Um. My pick of the original pick of Ohio State over Illinois, the game got canceled uh, due to COVID. So I switched my pick over to Michigan uh, over Michigan State. That did not go well as as uh, Big Blue lost. And you got your pick correct, Mike. Yep, I did. Um, and heading into this week, uh, I'm going to make a lot of – Friends of the show happy. Okay. As I pick Iowa over Illinois. I am an Illinois fan. That is where my fandom is. But Iowa's a way better team than Illinois. So let's go Hawkeyes. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, the Hawkeyes are, are playing really well right now. And Illinois, well, they're turning into more of a basketball school, Mike. And as well as they've, they've, they've been. been for quite some time. They've always been a basketball school. Okay, so um, my pick, since I lo- since I was unable to use my Ohio State pick last week due to COVID, I'm going to switch them and use them this week as I think they can get the victory over Michigan State if the game go- is played as scheduled. Um, I heard on my drive over to Culver's to pick up dinner tonight that the game is is going on as scheduled. Uh, the team has traveled to, is en route to Lansing, Michigan, and without head coach Ryan Day, though. So as far as I know, the game will be played. So I'm going to use my Ohio State pick this week. That's, uh, that's a good, good pick. Uh, some fans of the show might be upset with you. I, uh, I don't blame them for being upset with you. However, uh, Ohio State is a better team this year. So we have to... You called it like it should go. Okay. Um, now, uh, so last week we had – oh, yeah, last week we had some uh, some history made in college football as Sarah Fuller becomes the first female in college football history in the power, in one of the Power Five conferences to, uh, to play in a game. So. That's right. She was uh, the team brought her up from the national championship Vanderbilt soccer women's soccer team. Yep. 
to to function as their kicker since their roster was decimated from by COVID. Yeah. So I believe she she kicked off. She got to do two kickoffs uh, for the for Vanderbilt. She didn't get to attempt any point at uh, PATs or field goals uh, since uh, Missouri uh, shut out uh, Vanderbilt in that SEC game yeah. last week. Though, hey, it's all right. It's good. It's a good step in in football history. Hopefully, uh, we have more of it to come. Um, I would love to see more females if they want to be involved. Uh, yes, Ooh. there are spots where I think it's going to be difficult. Like, I don't think there's going to be many, uh, many women that can be offensive, offense or defensive linemen. That's, that's a dead, like just by the way that men are able to put on body weight and muscle and the way that men's muscles work to be an offensive or a defensive lineman, it's going to be a little more difficult for a female, but you know, um, honestly, I think you could see um, other positions. Kicker would be kicker is obviously the most obvious, right? But I think mm-hmm. corner corners could um, you can have corners or wide receivers. Uh, fairly, I I could see that as a fairly easy stepping stone for women to get in there. Um, honestly, quarterback um, women could could totally be quarterbacks. Um, Running backs, um, they're not going to be able to play the smash mouth, you know, run up the gut type. They're not going to be great there. They might slip by, so they might be good at that. But um, they can get some speed in them. So, I mean, women have speed. So, honestly, I think there is potential, and I'd love to see more of it. Yeah, I I agree. I I think being outside of special teams like your kicker and your punter, I I could easily see a a corner or a wide receiver Okay. well. Okay, well, uh, that is exciting. And uh, anything else that's going on with that that you think we need to talk about? Um, not really. Um, college football rankings, I don't think, had too many changes this week. Nope. Um, Iowa State was... is up to ninth. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Iowa State's up there. So with Ohio State seeming to get in, getting more games canceled due to circumstances out of their control because of the Big Ten's yeah um, COVID policies. Yeah. So if they can't play for a Big Ten championship, do they still deserve to be in the conversation to be in the top four? For the college football playoffs, the biggest reason why I would say yes is because if you look at it, who who do you replace them with? The only one uh, I don't think I don't think Florida is better than Ohio State. I don't think Texas A and M is better than Ohio State. Then we move down to um, Cincinnati. No, Georgia, eh, maybe, but probably not. And Illinois or Iowa State. And Miami of Florida. Those, yep. th- that's your top ten. Who in there deserves to be in there better more than Ohio State? I, I think you're correct, and I and I agree with you, sir. Okay. Um, I, I guess mean when I was listening while I was uh, listening to the radio, uh, they kind of interpreted as well. It would kind of be like you're evaluating the schedule and the teams that were played, 
similar to how the committee considers Notre Dame in in the since they don't play a conference schedule and don't have a, cha- a conference championship game. Yeah. But could this also cheapen or like maybe even put an asterisk next to the Big Ten champion this year if Ohio State's not in that game since they're obviously the best team in the conference? Yeah, that, that does bring up some odd points. Uh, it, I mean... Uh, no, I wouldn't blame the team that wins the Big Ten yeah. championship from from taking that trophy and di- proudly displaying that as a like a like a feather in their cap that they won the Big Ten championship in 2020 or 2021, depending on how it, how they interpret it. Yeah. But is it the same if Ohio State's not in that game? Um. So that gets into the asterisk question of. Uh, of sports in general. And I've said all year that I don't think anybody deserves an asterisk to be added onto their, uh, onto how they they've done this year. I think everybody's been doing well. And honestly, I don't think that you deserve an asterisk on it. Now. Um, the other talk though is, is the big 10 is already talking about, um, are we, are we going to change the rules of the schedule of who can be in it? They've already talked really? about. They've already talked about it. Yep. So is this so they could get that Ohio State Wisconsin matchup for the Big Ten championship? That's pretty much what they're talking about. Hmm. I had not heard that. So, so thanks for bringing that. So that's spread up, Mike. That's I don't like them doing that, but uh, it's basically because they understand that that's the only way to get a to get someone from the Big Ten into the national championship playoffs. That's the only way to do it um, is to get Ohio state. So uh, I, I hope they don't change the rules, but if it turns out that they have to, I mean, that's what you got to do sometimes. Hmm. So uh, moving on from there, from college football, let's keep it on the gridiron and head to the NFL week 12. Oh, Oh, what's up? We, we got to give our picks for who's your big 10 pick of the week i already said it was iowa over illinois and you said you picked ohio state this week sorry okay i got wrapped up all right back to the nfl and uh week 12 rich rich how did we do with week 12 and then let's talk a little bit about week 12 because there's a lot to unpack on what's happened this week in general Mm -hmm. okay locks of the week um i got my lock of the week as the packers beat the bears 41 to 25 Mike, you also got your lock as the Buffalo Bills beat the Bolts 27-17, to improving our records to 9-3. and Yep. Over on the upsets, my upset was correct as the Titans beat the Colts 45-26. to Mike, yours did not come through as the Jets lost 20-3 to to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins. Yeah. I gotta quit trusting that the Jets aren't aren't gonna go zero and sixteen. You do. You have sound reason for doing this as well as the Jets got to win at least one game. You got to. And you're picking the team that they that they have the best chance of beating. Yeah. It's just not happening. So uh, so Mike, your current record for upsets is three and nine. I am seven four and one. Okay. Um. On so, um, first. How did you like the Thursday games uh, going into, or the the Thursday night, or the Thursday uh, games 
I guess we talked about did we? Yeah, we talked about the Thursday games because we because it was Thanksgiving and we did our show on Friday. But yeah. um, then we moved a game back. How terrible is it that this show got pushed? That that game got pushed back all the way to Wednesday, and then on top of it had to be a day game because we can't mm-hmm. interrupt the lighting of the of a Christmas tree. I don't know. I mean, if and if you lived in the Quad Cities, Mike, you couldn't even watch the game on NBC. I know. I actually normally watch football on over the air football through uh, Sling TV. I have an air TV that I can that I have set up in the Quad Cities, so I can watch over the air TV. And I quit. That game wasn't even on. Um, we'll get to that in a second. Because mm-hmm. there are you. I'll let you rant. We will give you a second to no, get upset no. about this. Like. As, I, as a quad I, I, I you, <laughs> you were you would have gotten to watch the second half of the game. We're, we'll talk about that in yeah. a second. Okay. But yeah, I ended up getting to watch it anyway. Um, so, um, we found out was it Saturday that the Lions no longer have a head coach or a general manager? Yes, they fired both general manager. Uh, they fired general manager Bob Quinn and head coach Matt Patricia. On Saturday, yep. the new coach, Saturday of last week. Yeah. And the interim head coach is off, offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel. So, who gets that job? Or I too early to speculate? Know. Is it too I, I early to speculate? I, I, I think. I don't know. I mean, everybody, everybody's going to be talking about it this year. Eric Ebron. Isn't that the offensive coordinator in Kansas City? Eric Ebron is a tight end. Oh, that's for the right. Pittsburgh what's, the guy, what's the guy in Kansas Eric, Eric, Eric Bionemi or something like that. Yeah, Bionemi. Sorry. Eric Bionemi. Eric Bionemi. Yeah. I mean, if you can get him, that's who you want. Like yeah, that's, but the thing is, everybody does want him. And there's been whispers, okay, but, but, whispers and talks that – He's due to get a head coaching job this time around. Okay. As many thought that he got passed over the past two off seasons. Right. But who who has a better, who has the best potential right now? Honestly, I guess if I'm going to, if I'm him, I guess the way, the place you want to go is obviously Houston, right? Isn't that where you want to go? You got a, a quarterback that's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL. Most people think. But what Houston doesn't have is draft picks. That's going to affect your future in being able to build the roster that you want around yep. the talent that's already there. Yep, that's a great point. Bill, O'Bri- Bill O'Brien mortgaged the future to get the play to get his guys into the offense. Yeah, that's a good point. Into his system. Uh, but Detroit currently has a decent amount of, of picks. They do. So that, honestly, I think that would be a great spot for him to go. So do you agree with the team's, I guess, idea that they're that they may let the coach pick the front office guy that's going to work alongside him? That is one of those. Uh, it's good to have good, um, a good work connection with those two because you have to, you have to have, somebody that can that 
is going to work and and know how to pick guys that are going to go well in your offense. You need that. Mm-hmm. The problem, though, the problem that comes in, though, is who's in charge if you br- if the head coach gets to bring in a GM? Mm. Now, yeah. I think it's okay to say to, to interview – interview both candidates on the same day and then the next day say hey we're gonna have a meeting with potentials of who we're thinking about giving the job each job to that way everybody can sit down have a conversation say hey are you okay eric are you okay with I don't know a good i don't know any of the gm prospects out there right now sorry (laughs) okay but we'll use rich We'll use you, Rich, because you know football. You know names better than I do. Are you okay, Eric Bieniemy, working with Rich Hendricks as your GM? Rich Hendricks, are you okay working with Eric Bieniemy as your head coach? If you guys think you can make this work, you guys interview each other. Then we'll have separate a separate meeting with just us, and we'll talk about what you think and where you, what you think the future, what you both think the future looks like and if we think it's a good fit that's where what we'll do okay so so you so you believe eric Bionami, uh kansas city's offensive coordinator would probably be the best fit for this job uh i think it would be a good pick yeah okay supposedly michigan lawmakers i don't know if they're at the national level or the state or the just at the the state level are hoping that they hire robert shyla who is the defensive coordinator in San Francisco, who is also a Michigan State alum. How's that working out for Michigan, picking an alum? Yeah, that's true. Or maybe or or on the comment section a lot that I read on uh, pro football rumors, uh, people were saying that why don't they bring in uh, Harbaugh from down the road to be the head coach? Yeah, I – it's one of those things that, honestly, Harbaugh does a great job in the NFL. I honestly think Harbaugh in the NFL is not a terrible thing because he doesn't have to worry about recruiting. Honestly, I think his number one problem is evaluating talent. He's great at taking talent and making it look and making it better, but his initial evaluation of the talent is where he's failing. And if that's what he's, if that's where he's failing, and you take him out of the role where he no longer has to be the GM, the recruiter, whatever you want to call it, in that, mm-hmm. and the head coach, legitimately that helps him out. So I think that's not a terrible idea to give him a thought. But if you want to win and win soon, Eric Bieniemy is your pick. Okay, and that's fair, and that's fair. I mean, so the the, the, the hard part though okay. is we still have we still have four weeks, five weeks. We have three three weeks of NFL season, four weeks of NFL season. Mm-hmm. We have four weeks of the NFL season left, which means we're four to five weeks before any of these decisions start getting made, and the way it looks, uh you're not technically allowed to hire Eric until after the playoffs is o- are over. So we won't know where he's going until after 
the Super Bowl, which the NFL, yeah. which the NFL is dead set on getting the second week of February. Mm-hmm. Like they are diehard, hundred percent. We are not taking anything else but the second week of February. That's why we saw the game on Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon. Speaking of which, um, do you want to say anything to KWQC? No, not, not really. I mean, I can, I, I can understand the reasoning. They, I don't, it's a, it's I don't a think tough so. time. No. It, it's a, it's an unprecedented time, and they chose to air local programming. Local programming. I, have you watched the news on KWQC recently? No, not Because really. I have. You know what it is? Okay. Here's what it is. Hey, let's go to this person that doesn't live in this area, but is going to have a report on something that's vague and odd <laughs> about uh, why, why malls are closing down across America. Okay. And they go to this canned report from Gray Television that mm. is putting out this vomit of whatever they want the them to say this week that's that's what their news has become it is the worst news in the quad cities now it no longer has a focus on local people and so on they they do a very poor job of keeping it truly local they do maybe one or two stories a week heck last week i watched uh i think it was the the sunday night actual sunday night game afterwards Mm -hmm. i watched the i watched the 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 uh the newscast afterwards and the girl who is anchoring was also the girl that had to go out and do an actual news story (laughs) during the day have it written wrapped up and ready to go and on cue so that she could then put show so she could introduce it let it play and then come out of it because she was the only one working on the weekend weird because they don't don't have local people anymore they don't care so their local news is not local news there are a half a dozen people that are working locally there anymore that doesn't include their salespeople. i'm saying their actual their talent and their people working in a newscast and and some of the times they even have people like what you and i are doing right here is what they do for the newscast one of the guys stands at home in with a with a I'm sure it's a decent webcam like I have in front of his 65 inch TV that displays KWQC on it as he does his piece parts of the news. Tell me, tell me that is quality local. Like he could be here in Esterville for all we know. Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that kind of surprised me is. They they came up with a with a reason on why they chose to air local programming <gasps> instead of the nationally televised game. Yeah, but I know because they said have... they wanted they wanted to to let their the people locally advertise. Okay, but they also have the alternate channels like the six point two, six point three, six point four, yep. which don't show local programming, which show reruns. Yep. Why not put the game on one of those channels instead? That's a that's a great question. Or I, put your local programming over to one of your alternate channels instead. If you're looking for Paula Sands Live, because I'm sure <laughs> all ten of you that watch Paula Sands Live actually care right now. If you're looking for, go over to six dot two. The rest of us are watching football. 
Yeah. Run the scroll on the bottom saying your normally scheduled programming can be seen on 6 2. This bourbon. 6 might... 2 over the air or this channel on cable. This bourbon I'm drinking might be getting me fired up. I don't know. <laughs> slow down. It, it was an odd choice, but at the same time, I can somewhat understand. Um, I know I was working, I was trying to keep an eye on For the time that the game was going to start. So my original you... plan was to put the game on TV in the other room so I could hear the like, play-by-play. Don't you get off I at like do that. 3? 3.30, yeah. Okay, you get off at 3.30. You would have been able to watch all but an hour of the game. Yeah. Didn't happen because they chose the air local programming. All um, fans live, Jeopardy. Hey, and, I, don't, uh, I don't blame them for Jeopardy. I don't, I don't blame them for Jeopardy. But they did show, and they showed Kelly Clarkson. Yes. They showed Paula Sands. Then they had their 4 o'clock news. Then they have Jeopardy. Then they have 5 5 o'clock news. news. And they didn't have 5.30 news because nationally, they didn't do a, a national network news because they were showing the football game nationally. So they did an extra half hour there of local coverage and then after that did the six o'clock news hmm. so so that we're, now we're talking two hour two of those hours of local programming is local news that isn't really local I'm, I'm, but they took care of their local advertisers by getting that money local ever you get local advertising spots on nfl on nfl broadcasts you get those spots on NFL broadcasts. So you can still throw in some of them and you you can actually charge more for them because they're NFL spots and you get more viewership. We got to get off this topic because it's not worth it anymore. We sure do. Um, we sure do. So, you could have still watched the game. Uh, you could have still watched the game on the Yahoo, on the Yahoo app. Or... or- if you have a streaming service or cable, if you have a cable provider, you can sign in on devices like Roku or mm-hmm. uh, the Fire Stick onto the NF- or onto the CB or the NBC um, Sports Sports app uh, and watch it that way. Or if you're one of those nefarious people and you and you uh, know how to stream it live on the interwebs without paying for it, there are ways to do that too. We do not yep. endorse that. Pay for your tv because it's the right thing to do um okay um okay week 13 yeah i guess before we get to week 13 mike yeah um the san francisco 49ers and the other pro sports teams and college teams that play in santa clara county are now homeless as that county has suspended contact sports due to a spike in con due to a spike in uh covid Yep. And it's also forced the teams in Los Angeles to come up with contingency plans as well for where they will play in practice if uh, L.A. County puts the same restrictions Yeah, in place. So, um, but luckily, San Francisco had a friend in Arizona who said, yep. come on down, the water's great. <laughs> yeah, they're going to play in uh, Glendale, Arizona and share a home with the Cardinals for yep. a couple of weeks. Um, 
do you have any concerns about the Cardinals playing on that turf on like a Sunday afternoon and then turning around and the Niners have it on Monday night? Um, no. No? No. Most of these, honestly, uh, they'll probably put it outside overnight because it'll be cool. Um, mm -hmm. They can get some water on it. They can clean it up. Uh, I, I don't know if they'll be able to paint it that quick. That's going to be the only hard part for them. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, when I initially saw the story, I didn't take into effect the other of wanting to get out of the California to begin with. So my original thought was, why didn't they just go to Oakland and play at the uh, home of the A's? There's going to be no fans there Coliseum. and the stadium's there. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean that. Honestly, that would have worked. Um, and they could have been closer to home. Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not Santa Clara County there. That's uh, uh, Armada County. Yeah, Alameda. The Oakland Ar Alameda. Yeah, Alameda, Alameda County. Yeah, and I don't know if Al I mean I don't know if Alameda was doing the same thing. That's the thing to check out for uh, for that. Mm. Um, so we'll have to see. I mean, it'll be I it'll be weird. It'll be strange. Um, but like we've been hearing all year, these are unprecedented times. Mm -hmm. So, um, real quick before, uh, we, hopefully she's still on, uh, my mother made a comment that she, she's been watching, uh, the whole time. Mm. She said, uh, cool. she's heading to bed. So night, night mother. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so, um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's okay. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Um, it's still going to be weird. Now, the thing is now, where do, where would you put the Rams and the Chargers if L.A. County needs to take decides to take the same action? You can't have everybody playing in uh, in Arizona. Yeah. But the only other place I could think of is relocate a team down to uh, San Antonio to play at the Alamo Dome. Or um, how about how about this? oh I got a crazy idea. I got a crazy okay. idea. How about the San Diego Chargers? <gasps> Whoa! Going back to San Whoa. Diego. Wait, wait. How about they? How about they play in San Diego? <laughs> we could call them the San Diego Chargers. What a novel idea! I, I think they're actually tearing down the old stadium, though. I'm sure there's I, a college stadium somewhere. somewhere in San Diego. That's true. The San Diego, San Diego State has to play somewhere. Some somewhere in San Diego. <laughs> Let's move them to San Diego. That's what I, that's what I think the Chargers should do. The Rams, I St. Louis. Ah, uh, no, who knows? But yeah, it's a situation we're gonna have, maybe probably have to keep our eyes on as uh, California just kind of got really a lot of restrictions that they're. Yeah, either and that trying to make into a trying to make into a law, or they're really going off the deep end to uh, you know they're they're doing what they COVID. they are doing what they think they need to do to keep people safe, and that's yeah. fine. That is fine. There, if if you're having a spike and you think that what you need to do, I mean, you need to put these restrictions on. That's what you need to do. I can't blame you for that. And I and. I don't think, I mean, honestly, if we, the, the NFL, the, the hard part is I'm guessing in college, 
it's probably causing it it could be causing a problem whereas in the NFL they have such these systems in place so tight that it doesn't make a difference but you can't say hey I know that I know that I said you can't have contact sports because of COVID, but the NFL's doing it okay. You can't you can't have double standards just because these guys are making multi billions of dollars. They're not making mm-hmm. anything on the fans. So you can't have that anyway. So that's not neither here nor there. So then it becomes well, okay, having that double standard. I mean, honestly, I kind of have a problem with the way Illinois is doing it right now. The state of Illinois has no high school f- football, no um, their their college their college is being allowed to play, but they but it's not safe for high schoolers or uh, or their their uh, or for the NFL team to play, and they have these restrictions in place that would theoretically make it impossible for football to be played in general, but you. You still have the NFL playing. You still have um, college football college. playing, and and you have now you have college basketball starting up, and the Bulls are going to be starting up. That I have a problem with. Illinois is doing it in a way that you have a double standard going on, where it's not okay for for our student athletes in high school or even even our lower end colleges. Your your um, community colleges are, pro- I think, are canceled most of their sports and, and stuff like that. It's not okay for them to have sports, but it's okay for our professionals and our college kids to have these sports. That's not. I, I think that I have a problem with more than I have with Alameda County or with uh, with Santa Clara Santa, Santa Clara County saying, "Hey, we can't have contact sports because it's it may be causing a spike in." certain locations even though it's not affecting college or professional football right now it could be affecting college and so we have to shut it down across the county and that i'm okay, okay. with all right well, that's fair so uh one final thing before we get on to our predictions for yep. week 13 what do you think of the you know, how the nfl handled the denver new orleans game okay so what was it so do you know the reason why they they did it the way they did? It was it was one position group that was mainly affected with Denver, and why? Um, but do you know why? Well, yeah, yes. Okay. They said that it was quarterback Jeff Driscoll, and the rest of the quarterbacks had a meeting, unmasked, unmasked, violating the safety precautions that the NFL put into place, which caused all four quarterbacks to be put on that COVID list either due to because they tested for COVID or due to contact tracing made them ineligible to play based on, uh, based on contact tracing. Okay. I have a question for you, Rich. Okay. Let's, let's take it out of COVID context. Let's say a video emerges of all of the quarterbacks in a room shooting up an unknown substance. All four quarterbacks in a quarterback room are videotaped taking a substance through a needle. That's a no-go. Okay, but but why? 
are, does the team do you do you cancel the game or postpone the game for the entire team, or do you just say, well, these four quarterbacks are going to have to sit because we have video evidence of them doing something they're not supposed to do. How do you do it? I think. Just my opinion here. Okay. Not taking that question, going with COVID now. So you're so you're rejecting the premise of my question. I like that. That's a good political move to make. But I'm going to hold you to it because in your scenario, yes, those people would be suspended, putting you in a situation that you would be signing a quarterback either off your practice squad, which is what Denver had to do. Yep. Or signing a guy off the street to come in and get a crash course on your playbook. And Colin Kaepernick's available. Unfortunately, Denver couldn't do that on such short notice because anybody that signs with a team yep. that's not actively on your roster has to go has to be a has to go under a 14 day quarantine. That is accurate. Which means I, that if correct. they sign them off the street, they wouldn't be able to play for two weeks. So you have to. But either way, either way. So in your scenario, if, okay. So so now let's take my scenario. Now let's go mm-hmm. back to COVID. They violated a policy that the NFL had in place, correct? Yes. Okay. How is that any different? If they don't, so yes, they're saying they have to go on the COVID list because they have to wait at least until they at least have two negative tests or blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Now, that's the way that 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 that, that they made the rule. Either way, okay. We're not gonna. We're not gonna have, force you to put them on the COVID list. We're gonna suspend them for a week. Would you have been okay with that? I. I okay. You're you're looking at it because it's COVID, and I understand. That. I am. It's hard to. It's hard to take. I mean, I had COVID. I will put it out there. I had a very mild case, but. I still followed the rules. I stayed in my house. Yeah. I did what I was supposed to do. I contacted the people for which I needed to contact because I spent time with people before I was before I was uh, um, showed any symptoms. I still spent time with people, so I contacted those people. Those people followed the rules, and you know what? I followed the rules because that's what you do. These guys didn't follow the rules. Doesn't matter. What you're saying is that COVID rules don't really matter then. I would say for the competitive balance of the game, I would have moved it back one day. Give the guy that's coming off the practice squad who's a wide receiver and hasn't played quarterback in three years. Yeah. Here's the question. A chance to to game plan and get around it to game plan to come up with a better, much better game plan than what they had. What would you have done that if it was an illegal substance? Would you have done that if they were all at a nightclub and shot somebody? Would you have done that if it was go to any other rule that they could break? They got caught smoking pot in the, in the quarterback room. I will go with not right. Probably not. Why? Because the game itself is you're not gonna you're not gonna change it because they they broke the rules. I, do I do I agree that that negates some of the competitive nature of the game? Yeah, it does. But your quarterbacks and your quarterbacks coach who is in the room chose to have a meeting, not follow protocol like they're supposed to, mm. and one of them tested positive. 
They broke the rules, Rich. I, I it's not even. I don't. Fair enough. I, you, Fair enough. It's not even about. I honestly, I don't care if it's. If it's not about your COVID or non-COVID or anything like that. They broke the rules. And when you break the rules, you got to suffer your consequences. You're taught that yeah. when you're a little kid. The first time you get grounded. The first time you have to. Um, you name it. Yeah, but they were the first team in NFL history to where the quarterback threw more interceptions than completed passes. Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Okay, so, so anyways, I'll let, I'll let you. You can make. You can. I'll let you make your. So your argument is you would. You would have at least allowed them to move it to a Sunday night game, or a Monday night I, game. I, I I would have done a Monday night game, giving them one day to kind of regroup, circle the wagons, and come up with a new game plan on the fly. So it didn't seem like they had a half day or a night to come up with a new game plan. I mean, but, yeah. I mean, the Saints were already in town, so it isn't like you were adjusting the travel plans of the New Orleans Saints, and it wouldn't have caused a disadvantage to the Saints because they're, cause their teams play Monday night and have to turn around and play Sunday afternoon all the time. So it wouldn't be like you're affecting asking them to play Tuesday night and then turn around and come back and play, yeah. play Sunday. Yeah. That's all. Okay. So moving on to this week's predictions. Yeah. Um, Lock of the week, Mike. Who do you like? Lock of the week. I like Pittsburgh over Washington. All right. Um, I, I don't blame you for picking the undefeated Steelers, but Washington is playing really well right now. And they're coming off a short week. Yeah, still going to pick Washington or Pittsburgh over Washington. Okay, so I I have a lot of upsets that I like this week, but I'm going to go with the one that, uh, not not upset, sorry. Uh, My lock of the week, before I get to upset, sorry, trying to jump the gun. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Vikings over the Jaguars. I like that pick. And again, a lot of our fans up here are going to like that pick. Um, Upset of the week. You you got a lot. You say you got a lot of them. I actually want to hear your list of who all you have, and I'll give you some reactions. I have two that I think are potentials, two that I think are potentials, but I'll give you my actual lock of the week this week. Indy over Houston. Put it in the book. That's what's going to happen this week. Indy over Houston. All right, I like it. Um, yeah, I kind of taking the road that I took when I think I did a kind of a, push, a more of a push. Yep. When I took the the Colts, when I took the what was it? Was it Titans over the Colts? Yeah. Like two weeks ago. So this is, but by our definition, the Colts beating the Texans would be an upset based on the pick differentials on the Yahoo Pick'em um, that we make our picks on. So the upset that I'm going to go with is the one that I feel the most confident with, and it's going to be the Rams over the Cardinals in Arizona. Okay, that one's not terrible. I'll give you that one's not terrible. Okay. Yeah, the Rams are playing good football right now, and it seems like teams are finding ways. They're they're figuring out how to keep Kyler Murray in the pocket, and he's also a little bit questionable with that shoulder injury, so the team is a little bit more hesitant to allow him the freedom to run, which is the one thing that makes Kyler Murray unique. Yeah. As an NFL quarterback. So the other upsets that I like this week, the Bolts over the Patriots. 
the Steelers, the Steelers losing to the Washington football team because of the short week. Dallas over Baltimore. Because Baltimore, Baltimore is going to be playing their third string quarterback, Mike. Ooh, as yeah. RG3 is gone and Lamar Jackson is still in the COVID protocol. So they're down to Trace McSwirly. Third string quarterback. And the other one that I kind of like is Atlanta over New Orleans. There's a lot more game tape on Taysom Hill right now. So yeah. maybe that we have the but it's Atlanta. To- I know. It's Atlanta. But they're also playing really well with they'll, Raheem Morris. They'll the go up 45 to nothing and then lose. <laughs> That's so true. That is true. Uh, Dallas, actually, you've, you've talked me out of it. You've changed my pick on that one. Okay. That one, you've changed my pick. Um, sorry. What was your other one that you had? Um, uh, Bolts over the Patriots. Yeah, they I got Austin Eckler back. I mean, back. That one again is a, a closer to a push than it is a, a, a mm-hmm. especially with New England having to fly uh, East Coast to West Coast. Um, that one to me is more of a push than it is a uh, an, an actual uh, upset. But yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, I think that that okay. game more as a pick 'em, but I'm okay with that. I, I, that okay. one's not terrible. Okay. Neither of us chose to pick the game, but we kind of always kind of do discuss the Bears. Yeah. What do you think of the Bears-Lions game? If the Bears don't win this, uh, I honestly think Nagy might be – or I think Nagy might be done on, on Monday if they don't win on Sunday. Hmm. I, I have been Where? a proponent. I have been a proponent for let, saying that Matt Nagy is going to get at least – one more year, they're going to get rid of Mitch. They're going to work with. He's going to work with Pace as the, for who to pick for next year or for as their next quarterback. And they're going to do the best they can to get whoever who he wants. And they're going to say you have two years. And if you can't get us in the, if you can't solidly get us in the playoffs and make us look like a real team in two years, you're done. That's what I think is going to happen. But I honestly don't want that to be the case. That's I think I think if they don't win su- Sunday, he's looking for a job on Monday. Okay. So so who do you have realistic? Who's your pick to win that game? You won't put it down in the book or anything. Who do you have? I'm picking the Bears. I want. I th- okay. I think the Bears can actually win it. Um, ooh, this week is the first week I get to use picture in picture in my basement. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because the Bears are playing at the same time as the Vikings, so I'll be able to watch both games. Ooh. What is one on CBS, one on Fox? Um, no. So they'll both be on Fox. They should both be on Fox, um, I think. But either way, I have local Fox that I can watch up here because I sign in through my Sling app onto mm-hmm. e- or onto the Fox Sports app, so I can watch it on there uh, and watch the local stuff that's broadcast up here and then my sling tv i can watch fox on my sling tv through my air tv out of the quad cities and watch the bears game oh nice yeah um i'm actually going detroit in this one mike um i i think that a lot of a lot of players go ahead go ahead so a lot of players on that team did not like playing for matt patricia so there's 
the bad guy that they, that everybody hated is now out. And Daryl Bevel, one of the things he, he wants to open up the offense, make things more fun again. So, and he's also coaching to have a legitimate shot at the full-time job. So I think there'll be some motivation to show that Patricia was the problem, not the players. Yeah, that the problem, though, is it's the first week of that. He's at a week and a half to put something in place to change. If he's changing stuff, he's at a week and a half to do that. Mm-hmm. Is that truly enough time to get your off- your offense into your open playbook that you're talking about? The bear. How's the Bears' offense looking? Hey, I, since Matt Nagy gave up their gave up the play calling. I yeah, I agree. I'm not saying that's a, I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm not honestly. I think that's part of the Bears' problem this year. But I, that's I'm, you're you're making the argument, so I'm trying to make counterpoints and give some well, I know. give some some but I also, perspective. Yeah, but I also said two weeks ago that I thought that with the way the Bears were currently playing, if Detroit and Chicago matched up head to head in a neutral site game. I would take Detroit, so I can't but back this, off of that. But this isn't a neutral site game. This isn't a neutral site game. It's the Bears There's at no home. There's no fans allowed in Detroit. There's no fans allowed in Soldier Field, so it's kind of like a neutral site game. Uh, except they're allowed to play crowd noise over the loudspeakers, which will be in favor of the Bears and booing the the Lions. Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't. I can't go off of comments that I made two weeks ago saying that. But it's. But you're, you said it in neutral. But so I here's my argument against you saying that you can't go against that. Your statement was that you can't in a neutral site that they that they match up in a way that puts them together that that you would do it that way. I would argue, being that the Bears, if nothing more, they're sleeping in their own bed that night, uh, makes it a home field advantage. So. I don't know. I'm going Detroit though. Okay, that's fine. Um, the problem is, and again, this is the problem of being a fan of NFC North in general, unless your name is the Vikings or the Packers anymore. Uh, and even them, they at the beginning of the season, the, the Vikings thought they should just lose the rest of the season. Um, but with that being said, uh, neither team is going to get a good – I mean, neither team is losing for a good – pick in the in the draft no not we, really we have a number we have a first round draft pick but it's going to be in the in the mid to low teens at best at best it's going to be mid to low teens so that means we're going to be dead center in the draft that's a crappy place to be yeah like i just Oh, that's tough. Okay, so let's move on because we have other news that we have to get to before we end the show, and we have gone way longer than I thought we were going to on a lot of this (laughs) stuff. Um, So uh, the Cubs are losing three major players. There are three major people in the organization. That's right. So uh, Tuesday night's non-tender deadline saw the Cubs decide to pick up Chris Bryant's option and they are going to tender him a contract and send him through the arbitration process. But they chose not to do that for Albert Almora Jr. and Kyle Schwarber. I don't like that on Albert Almora Jr. Why is that? Um, Albert actually has much more upside than than Schwarber. Mm -hmm. 
He's younger. He's playing better. He, you're saying he's not better in the in the field. He's a he's at least I can think of at least four positions that he can play. And four. He can, and he can play well. Second, not counting DH. Who's fourth? Second, what are his four positions? Second and uh, shortstop. Right. He, are you thinking of the right guy? Albert Almora Jr.? Yeah. Yeah? He also he's plays the outfield. Played the out, he's played. Ian Happ is the guy that plays outfield and infield. Uh, Albert Almora Jr. has only played the outfield. I'm going to look this up. You're probably right. Cause... Let me look it up. Uh, baseball stats. That's what I want. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, oh, I thought he had played. Uh, I thought he. Okay, I stand corrected. You are correct. I I think he's still a better outfielder than Schwarber is. Defensively, yes, I'll give you that. His bat is about the same, if not better. It's it didn't look great last year. I can admit that, but he. He looks like he has more of an upside than he does um, than Kyle Schwarber does. Kyle Schwarber is looking for a job as a DH. That's all he's looking for a job as right now. True or false? If he's being honest with himself, he should be more open to the idea of being a primary DH for a team. Right. Yes. So Schwarber is... Schwarber's a DH. Almora, at least, you get a gold glove worthy. I would say he's a gold glove worthy candidate. Uh, I don't think he's won a gold glove yet. But he at least has been in the conversation the last three years. So, I, honestly, oh, yeah. I I don't, I think, and he's younger, so he still has more time that you can, you can work on him. So, um, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I think you needed to let go of both guys. I think it was a good move by Hoyer as a way to put his stamp on the roster as both of those guys were, you know were what, Theo guys. You know what I really like Theo about guys. it? I, I totally agree. You know what I really like about this? What? Sorry to interrupt, but um, it's okay. I like that this says he's not just holding on to people to hold on because they helped us win a World Series. He's saying, "No, I'm willing to make this happen. We're gonna we're gonna make moves that weren't gonna be ha- that hadn't happened that everybody thought should be ha- happening by now." Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah, I I can agree for that. That's a excellent point as well. I mean, you you got to make moves somehow, yep. somewhere. So I mean, they they probably held they probably held on to Bryant because he had trade value if yep. he if he comes back to normal. Yep. Or you use this as a prove-it year to see, all right, is he the guy that we want to extend Yeah, and give that big, big long-term contract to be a cornerstone of our franchise going forward? But the problem with that concept is, who's his, who's his, uh, his uh, agent? Scott Boris. And what's Scott Boris notorious for? Taking people to free agency. Yep. So we but, know he's going to free agency, and he'll yeah he'll entertain what the Cubs want to offer him, but moreover he's going to say he, the likelihood 
The problem that I have with Scott Boris is he doesn't let his guys become franchise guys. Good or bad. He wants to get what he thinks is the best for him, which means they don't tend to be franchise guys. Or at least, I mean, if they are negotiating, he wants to take a guy to free agency so he can negotiate with everybody that's interested. Yep. Not just the team that owns his rights. Yep. That's why probably Bryce Harper is in Philly yep. as opposed to 100%. Washington. 100%. And you could probably point another guy, just Harper's the first guy that came to my mind. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, yeah I, I like the move as it signals that, you know what, yes, both of these guys had key moments and had key plays on that World Series team, and but if they're not performing up to our standards and being, you're, they're at least making moves that are going to be best for the team long term. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um... So, what was your favorite mean uh, Swarber moment? I think Swar- Kyle Swarber probably had a lot more, a lot of more bigger moments than Albert Omora Jr. I mean, so does it get any bigger than a Schwarber? Is it any bigger than a Schwarber? Sh- NLDS, where he hit the home run that landed on top of the brand new video board. Oh yeah, that was good. In right field, <laughs> which is which is now currently up there and is a uh, is is a uh, it, they've they've turned it into a monument uh, to Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, they should call so that the, the other... Kyle Schwarber scoreboard. By the way. Yeah. So the other announcement that just broke. Um, this morning actually was that Lane Casper is going to go to the White Sox and be their lead uh, play-by-play man on the radio side. Yeah, that's a, I mean, good. For, honestly, in baseball, the money, the the play-by-play on radio is generally considered the better the, where people want to be. Um, and that, so I don't blame him for wanting to do that. The Cubs are not going to move away from uh from their team that they have now um so yeah good on him for that uh and then um now the did you hear who's replacing him according to nbc sports chris myers yeah so does that mean he's leaving fox i don't know i don't know if he'll have to or if he will his first primary responsibility will be to the marquee network and then when the cubs are out of it he can shift over to calling nfl games for the for fox again. what about nascar he's their main nascar guy studio guy he oh that's right he does yeah he does do studio work for nascar yeah which is going to compete with with baseball half the time yeah i i don't know but nothing's been finalized they just said that more than likely he was he was a part-time employee part-time like studio host for marquee even though i never got to see any of those games anyway yep because um, we i don't get marquee network um yeah that's my that big thing i so i like for me it's sad to see len leave because len casper has been with the cups since 05 mm-hmm. so for the last 15 years he's been part of the voice of chicago cubs baseball on television so yeah for 15 years he's had that job that's awesome that is sad to see him leave, but at the same time, um, the marquee network, I, I don't get it. Y- you don't get it. Mm-hmm. I, I got to go to the bar to get it, and when I'm at the bar, because of copyright laws, guess what? They don't get to they play the audio. 
Mm. And I'm in Northwest Iowa where they're not going to play turn the sound up for the Cubs game. But yeah, either way, like it's not. Yeah, yeah I, I liked his, he had sound reasons though. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about that he didn't like working for Marquee or with Jim Deshays anymore. It nope. was that he wanted to be on the radio. Most he wanted to be on the radio. Most baseball and, people in most baseball people in uh, in broadcasting want to be radio broadcasters. That's that is where baseball people baseball broadcasters want to be, right? I mean, most mm-hmm. most of the baseball guys prefer to be baseball radio guys, not baseball TV guys. Cause they know people that listen to it on the TV or on the radio genuinely want to listen. People that have it on TV, half the time it's muted cause it's in a bar and it's in the background. So, yeah. And one of his other reasons that he wants to call a world series game. So if he stuck with the Cubs on the TV side, he would never get the call a World Series game because they switch over and go to the national broadcast for the World Series. Yep. And yep. it didn't look like, and obviously, you know, Pat Hughes isn't going to, more than likely Pat Hughes is going to be stepping away from the mic. They're not going to let him go anytime soon. Yeah, he'll So there was away, no but... path for him to, to go down to join uh, Ron Coomer on the radio side. It's Pat Hughes is going to leave the Cubs, and I, I, you can give me a dirty look when I say this. Okay. And it's a sad thing to say, but he's going to leave the Cubs the same way Harry Carey did. Hmm. Okay. And it's going to be a sad day because he, he did the radio with Harry. He did he did some time with Harry. Okay. Um, and he's he, he's amazing. And it's going to be a sad day when we get told uh, that that Pat's no longer with us. And I th- I genuinely think he'll do it until he he dies. So yeah, I mean I I think that I think age could play a factor in the Pat Hughes. Yeah. Uh, stepping away from the mic, or I could see it be like a gradual. Yeah, a gradual thing, kind of like with uh, what Vin Scully did. Yeah, with only calling home games and maybe select road games. Yeah, but do you know how and many then... more years Pat has to go before he's at at Vin Scully's age? Not off the top of my head, no. He's got like twenty five to thirty years still. Vin Scully was doing it in the in the fifties. So. It's not just calling baseball games. I mean, he called. He worked for the Brewers with uh, with uh, Bob Euchre for a couple for yep. for years before he came to the Cubs. And I think he called Marquette basketball too. I'm, yes, I, no, I understand that. I'm saying that that he's he's only. I mean, uh, let me take. He's not the youngest guy, but he's but he's not. The, I mean, he's he's still he's still at an age where I don't think that you would need to. He would probably entertain the offers of. How old do you think I'll he is? Let go, man! Don't look it up. I, I know. No, I, not, I looked it up for you. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say he's in his low seventies. I don't know. Incorrect. How old? Okay, I will tell you that he is thirty. He is almost thirty years younger than Vin Scully. Huh. So, so what does that make him? So Vin Scully is ninety-three, right? In, okay. 
Matt Hughes is 65. Yeah, I, I could easily see him still doing it for another... He's got... At least another 10 years before he maybe starts thinking about the... Thinking about scaling back his work schedule with the team. Yeah. So, theoretically, he has 30 years before he's at Vin Scully age. If he's go if he goes about it the same way Vin Scully did. Which... Mm-hmm. How mind-blowing is that? He's 65. He's been with the team for, what, 20 years? At least 15, maybe. I wouldn't surprise me if it was 20. Harry died in the 90s. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was the 98 season that he died, I think. Harry Carey died in 98. You are correct, sir. So... Yeah, he's been doing it since the, since 98. So he's been doing it 22 years. He's got, if he does it for another 30 years, he's still not even done it as long as Vin Scully did. Like, he still has, t- what, 20 more years? Because Vin Scully did it for, fi- for 60 years? Yeah. Wow. So Mike, you did. Yeah, you chose not to use the whistle this week, but so I'll, I'll, I'll I'm not going to try and make a sound effect. But uh, let's go ahead and. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap up the show because I just looked up at my clock on the old computer and it says it's like 10:40, which is uh, we've been going at least. How long do you a think? Little, we... A little longer. How long do you think we've been going? I know we're over an hour at this point. We are correct? we are an hour and ten minutes right now. Okay, which is longer than we usually go. Okay. So uh, so do, next week, um, next we're going to start our NBA. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, Mike, your homework is to have division winners picked. For... So do we want to talk about LeBron's contract real quick before we uh, end the show? If you'd like, go ahead. He, he did sign so, an extension. He did. And you know what the significance is, right? He will be a free agent when Bronny James enters the draft. Theoretically. They they still have to get rid of the one-and-done rule. But the way that it sounds, that's what's going to happen. So, anyway, um, folks, thanks for joining us this week. Real quick, uh, in our, in our wrap-up, we always talk about how uh, if we have comments, we're going to read them as, our, as the end of our wrap-up. So I got some mm-hmm. comments to read. Uh, Nick Rice, friend of the show, been on the show, said, Hey, Mikey, uh, or hi, Mikey, miss you, handsome. Uh, Nick, thanks for listening. We love you, man. Uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Uh, Mom said, on a Friday, question mark, Mike, your volume's too low. And then heading to bed, <laughs> good night. So, uh, we, if you want to join us, uh as as we finish up the show, do you have anything before I do the whole? No, nah, no, nah, okay. go ahead. Uh, if you are listening to us on podcast, uh, two things. One, I'm sorry that I didn't get last week's show up until in about five minutes when I get this week's show up. Uh, sorry about that, Rich. Um, but I will get that up here in about two minutes. Um, but uh, if you're listening to this week's show and you want to get a shout out on our uh, on our show and be heard, uh, join us generally on Saturdays at 1030. Uh, but uh, like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash balls and sticks. That way you'll get notified. If you sign up for the notifications, you'll get notified of when we go live. Uh, so you can, you can join in the conversation and we may read your comments on air. Uh, if we get a, if you give us a comment, we'll read them on air. We do our best to do that. 
and our reactions if it's a question about something like that. And if you're watching us on Facebook, um, also jump over to our Facebook uh, fans of Balls and Six. And finally, uh, check us out on your where you get podcasts. Give us a good review uh, if you like what you hear. Folks, we thank you so much for listening this week. We will see you next week. Um, you know, uh, our regularly scheduled time, Saturday around 1030 Central Standard Time. A.M. A.M., yeah. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Balls and Sticks, the podcast.